Welcome to our second episode of WePod. We are here with our guest Stella from Seeking Wellness Liberty podcast. She's a well-known podcaster and we will be talking about the millennial generation. So, yes, for me, millennials are like, I don't know the age range, but I know the feeling. Okay. Yes. Um, I no, I think I know. Well, it's just below my age range because my age cuts off at the end or the, I should say, the beginning of the millennial generation. Mm -hmm. I was part of Generation X. Okay. Which is right before the millennials. So like there's some things I've, I've looked it up online before and there's some things that say my birth year was in the millennials and some that say it was a couple years after my birth year. So I consider myself to be part of generation X because I don't want to be part of the millennials. <laughs> so, um, but that's okay. I mean, I don't necessarily have personal issues with millennials. I think I've met a lot of millennials that were pretty awesome and they seem to be real people, but um, I just haven't quite understood the the outlook on life that that most of them have and that's probably not their fault it's probably because of how they've you know been raised you know indoctrinated into school systems and all of that so I don't think it's really like they have some malicious intent it's just this is what they were taught and that's you know out of there now they got to wake up and say okay this is this is the real world it's not the same we don't all have entitlement <laughs> I'm kind of claiming back. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting um, because I grew up in a, a time when, for me at least, there was no, like, there was no entitlement. There was no uh, system to fall back on and say, take care of me. You just had to take care of yourself. And that's just the way it was. So, um, and I had a, a pretty rough childhood. So I definitely, I mean, most people might not think it's rough because it's American. So it's not like rough, not like a lot of places in the world, but for, for me and what I experienced, a lot of people in America would consider it to be a more difficult childhood. It wasn't very stable. And so, um, just learning to survive was part of my life, my childhood. So when I meet most of the millennials I meet now, you know, the ones that are in their 20s, I think most of these kids just don't understand what it means to actually like take care of yourself. And <laughs> so I'm like, I, I want to like most of the people that are in that age range because they have some really cool ideas and and you know they're giving some amazing things to the world today um but it's definitely i'm getting used to it um and trying to figure out how do i navigate with people who are very sensitive because i mean i can be very sensitive but i don't i don't like to have to tiptoe around people so yeah yes <laughs> and i admire that from from your generation because I, I, I'm experiencing right now uh, what you're saying that is not being able to, to look after myself in all senses. Yeah. 
in general. Yeah. So, so uh, that okay, this is a question for you. How like, what do you admire from the millennials? Well, so the millennials have definitely come up with some really cool uh, new ways of doing things that I don't think. I don't know if many people from my generation would have done things that way. Um, I like that they kind of think outside the box when it comes to uh, technology. And I'm not a huge fan of technology because I feel like it actually distances us. I like to be face to face with people having a cup of coffee and talk and really, you know, be in present in that moment. And I think that's more like that's real. Um, this is great. And, and the advancement that we have is great because we can truly make connections across the planet, which is awesome because I've made some really good friends so far with people all over the world just because of this technology. Um, but I don't want it to end there. I want to go there and be with them and have coffee with them and, you know, do something real in real life with them because I want that connection. Um, but yeah, this does give us the opportunity to connect with people, at least the first connection with people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, and I think that's good. Um, that's a good thing um, because we never had that opportunity to really reach out to people who were far, far away. You had to actually go there. And then it was, you know, hit or miss if you actually met people. You might, you might not, I don't know. So, um, and not everybody has the ability to travel and go see other countries. So this gives us the opportunity to talk to people elsewhere. Um, so, yeah, and they've made some other good things. I don't know, it's, it's hard to say because like, I think that millennials in a way, even though they do tend to be a little bit less uh, self-reliant, they do have a confidence. They're not as hesitant as I think I was um, to try new things um, because I don't think they're uh, like super afraid <laughs> of trying new things. Like they're okay with just trying new things. <laughs> and I like that, that's good. Uh, the, most of the people I've met that were younger um, than me are willing and 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 they just don't seem to let things bother them as much which is a very good characteristic so and and back in your where where you grew up in america what do you miss from from that uh times that you you like you can bring now yeah. and you can reflect yes the simplicity I think life for me was way, way more simple. When I was growing up, there was so much less clutter in life. There was so many things that, you know, you had time, you had freedom to just go out and wander and explore. And I spent many hours of my childhood just riding my bicycle around the neighborhood, you know, just like wandering. And, and, you know, finding my way around the city that I lived in. Um, and there wasn't as much of like a, a hustle. There wasn't as much of a rush to, 
do, 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 you know, and entertain and all of that. I think it was simpler. Um, we didn't have iPhones. We didn't have even cell phones were a very rare thing. When I was a high schooler, cell phones were kind of like, you had to have a lot of money and they were usually connected to your car. So very few people had them until my late teens. And then it was like, okay, adults had them, but kids didn't have them. We had pagers <laughs> and that definitely dates me, but I had a pager in high school and you literally would get a beep and then you would go to a payphone and you would call the number back. If you knew who it was, you know, beeping you, yes. then, oh, you're calling, but sometimes you wouldn't know. So it was like, it was a very different time. It was a simpler time. Um, and I kind of miss that. I don't like the constant connection to the device. I want to just kind of like let it go sometimes and enjoy, you know, nature and, you know, go do things with people and not think about the device because everybody's on them. And even when I go out with people, um, I've noticed in like the past year or two that if I went out with people, if I went out to dinner with a friend, they would always have their phone right there and they would pick it up and look at it like if they needed to do something with it while we were having dinner and talking. And it would always make me feel like that must be really important to you because you're willing to stop paying attention to our conversation to pay attention to that device. And I understand there's always exceptions to the rule, you know, obviously, but most of the time, I think it would be better if we would make an unspoken agreement to meet each other in person and turn off the phone and pay attention to each other and have real conversation and, you know, connect. Yes, yes, yes. Because that's what we did when I was, I mean, that is exactly what we did when I was a kid. We would just hang out and play and, you know, explore together and, you know, kids would just hang out. They, they didn't, weren't on devices all the time. So I miss that. Yeah. I miss that too. <laughs> and I'm more <laughs> caught up into that. So, yes. It, it is. And I think you have to kind of like overcome it and just say, no, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to put a, a limit on it. So, yeah. But it's hard because they know how to get you hooked really good. So, yeah. Yes. And Stella, tell me about you, who you are and to the people that I, is listening to us. Uh, well, so I, up until last year, I was a, I was a, um, a homeschool mom. And then last year uh, I moved across the country and I went back to school and I was going to a program for a master in fine arts. And I was training for acting because it's something I love and I enjoy doing it. And I wanted the proper technical training to teach me techniques to be a better actor. And um, when all of this stuff hit, you know, the, the pandemic stuff, um, everything changed. And when it didn't stop, um, I realized that I wouldn't be able to go back. Um, the school had very, um, I don't know what the word is. They had some very insane 
mandates that they were going to force upon the students and the faculty. And I was not willing to put my body in their hands or my freedom or my privacy in their hands. And I said, no, I can't do this. And they couldn't answer my questions. When I asked questions, they couldn't answer. And that made me feel very uncomfortable because if I'm going to make myself vulnerable to you, I need you to be able to ask, you know, answer my questions so that I feel like I can trust the, you know, what you're asking me to do. And they wouldn't and they couldn't answer my questions. So I said, nope, I'm done. I can't do this. This must not be part of what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and now I know it wasn't. It was preparing me. Last year was all preparation for what I'm doing now. And I'm really thankful. Um, and uh, now that I'm in this course with you and we're learning how to broadcast and um, put together a business for ourselves and you know, be independent, I'm really excited because I have the freedom to do what I want and um, you know, take it wherever I go. I can go anywhere and do it. And it's mine. And I don't have to answer to anyone. And I hope, I'm really hopeful that someone uh, is going to create a platform that we, you and I, and all of the others in this program with us can put our podcasts, put our videos, and it's going to be a free speech because there's too much censorship going on with mm. all of the platforms out there right now. And we all have good ideas and voices and good stories and you know, we should be able to share that. Everybody deserves to have the choice whether or not they want to listen. So yeah, that's where I'm at now. Just doing this amazing new prop, you know, podcast program and, and learning together. And um, it's been challenging. Definitely. I have had quite a few breakdowns, but it's good. It's going good. I'm, I'm overcoming the challenges, which is awesome. Are you overcoming the challenges? <laughs> of course. They come every day and they come in different shapes. And yeah. Yes. And, and we have these um, habits that we, we carry on that like kind of hide the resistance, but it's a, ba a band-aid for not affronting them how we should. But yeah. making conscious of that is, is, is a first step. <laughs> True. Very true. Yeah. What were you, I mean, I know this is your interview, but I would love to know what you were doing up until you started this. So I was um, studying cookery and working with coffee as a barista here in Melbourne, that this is like um, a perfect city for, for specialty coffee and uh, this knowledge in coffee. And my friends, my Colombian friends here, they're being here uh, studying the techniques in coffee and in the industry for quite a while. So I got into a very good group where we mix uh, kite surfing with our passion, another passion that it's coffee. So I learned a lot with coffee and this happened and I had to, to stop uh, working as a barista and, and we were about to open a new coffee my first coffee shop with them we were in a partnership we still are but um, it's not happening soon so yeah 
this changed my whole plans and then all this pandemic happened and I, I saw no one talking about like free speech and the inconsistencies that we're seeing around. So I started contacting people. I didn't get the attention from them. So I say, okay, if it's not them, I'm going to become the change that I want to see. Um, ah, yeah. love it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I believe you'll still be able to open that business. I do. I think we all are fighting back so that people like you who want to start those kinds of independent businesses will be able to do it. And I think that's awesome that you guys are, you know, starting your own thing. It's, it's unique. It's different. Um, I love that. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I yeah. actually you be a barista when I was a teenager it was like one of my first jobs <laughs> that's great that's great yeah. and, and yes we we come from Colombia and um like is is part of our DNA I want to believe because I was a coffee enthusiast back then but uh when I came here it was like a magnet I it was like an aha moment of wow the coffee and and here is more technified and so yes it's, it's I love great. it yes so you guys are gonna do a well I don't know are you gonna try to do like a cafe or a rotisserie you know like a roastery or are you gonna do just like um like a mobile cafe you know like a, a food truck but for coffee so they're already they my friends they are they are already into roasting and they have their own cafe so uh this second venue that we were opening i was gonna be part of it and yes i i have already knowledge in in coffee and mm-hmm. yes it's, it's it's a project that is in standby but will happen will happen yes yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll see. I mean, I know it's pretty rough there where you mm-hmm. are, um, but I, I, I have to believe that there's going to be a way for people like us who want to have our own lives in our own hands to find a way. Even if we all go to the same place to do it, I think there's going to be a way. We have to find that way to do it. So, And I think we are in the right place by, by knowing how to broadcast and knowing how to communicate because that's the basics of everything. Exactly, exactly. You're so right. Um, and too many people don't anymore. Like they just don't know how to have real communication, good conversation, like organic, just let it go. You don't have to, you know, shrink it down to bullet points you literally can just talk with people and get to know people and and not text each other because it's not even I think people have forgotten how to actually write full sentences because of the texting (laughs) I know it's 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 crazy I don't know I can't let's see let's see where this takes us because it's fascinating like the the people positions some people is towards okay let's go forward with the internet and this digitalization that we're experiencing that right now some other people is going the the other way Mm -hmm. like yes let's 
go back to nature, let's uh, switch off every piece of technology and let's connect again. Yeah, yeah. So probably it's the middle, probably it's going in the middle, but yeah. One, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's interesting to see that happening. I'm definitely um, interested in what people are doing. I've been myself trying to learn, you know, what kind of things can I learn so that if I am in the wilderness, if I am not, a, you know, in a, an area where there's, you know, a lot of technology, how do I do basic things? How do I survive? How do I find food? How do I do these things, um, you know, to stay alive? <laughs> Hopefully I'll never end up in a situation where I have to actually use basic survival skills, but I think we need to learn those things because who knows what's going to happen. But um, if we can find a way to be prepared and be kind of separated from the machine and yet still enjoy like the advancement and the technology in some way that's a little bit less invasive into real life, then I think that's good. Because we can use the scientific advances and the technology that we've developed to do good things like what you guys want to do. Um, but, and what we're doing in this program, but at the same time, like your lifestyle, my podcast is all about, you know, your wellness, liberty, having that independence in your wellness. And there's so many factors to that, how you feel mentally and emotionally, your nutrition, the way that you heal your body, your relationships with people. Cause we're so starved of real meaningful relationships with people. And, uh, you know, finding that balance of having wellness, but also being able to enjoy the advancement of, you know, societies and technology and science and things like that. Because I don't want to live in the mountains in a cave. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's, it's, it's the middle path going the, mm -hmm. yes, center. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. Um, Still well, another question for you. What's yeah. your biggest accomplishment so far? Um, hmm. Probably my kids. Um, I've dedicated many years to trying to raise them better, you know, uh, guide them um, and help them to be decent people, you know, teaching them all of those things. It's a lot of sacrifice, but it is the most rewarding experience uh no matter what and i never thought that i would be that person to uh you know put my own desires aside and focus um most of my attention on kids um but i realized there is you can have a balance and it doesn't mean that you're you know a part-time mom it it means that you can teach your kids that mom needs me time. And then there's time that I pay attention to the kids and they, they can learn that there's a balance between you giving them everything and then them giving you a little bit of your own time to take care of yourself. Um, and I think that's just been a huge blessing in my life. It's been a huge accomplishment because Right now, at least, it looks like they're on a good trajectory in life, and they seem to be pretty decent kids. So 
I'm How old are, still, are they? Uh, my son is nine and my daughter is 17. And uh, yeah, they, I mean, they're definitely, it's a big age gap, but I, right now I think that at least my son is on a good trajectory. I've got a lot more work to do with him. Um, my daughter's almost at the point where she's a full adult. So, and I hope I do see glimpses that kind of give me that little bit of, um, I guess, sense that I did something right <laughs> with her <laughs> because she seems to be a pretty intelligent, decent human being. And so we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm sure in a couple of years, I'll know if, you know, I did a good job. <laughs> so, but yeah, my son is still pretty young. So I've, I've still got quite a few years to go with him. So, yeah. And I'm homeschooling again because of the pandemic. So um, it's probably a better thing for our family. We have more freedom when we do that. So that's great. Yeah. And like you plan to uh, so, uh, you have like plan with time trajectory where you leave them by their own and you start focusing more on your uh, role as a mother and leave them be they, them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I understand what you're saying. So like, you know, we have kind of a schedule of events that we have planned each day and they have a schedule of the things they're supposed to do, you know, their responsibilities. And in some cases um, I have to be there to be a part of it, to guide them. And then in other cases, I'm trying to teach them to be able to have the independence to take care of their responsibilities before, you know, they move on to their free time. Mm -hmm. And um, they also understand that there's certain hours where, you know, I have to have my time to take care of me uh, because otherwise I'm just giving and giving and giving to the point where I'm not healthy anymore and I have no energy anymore. And so I have to have a little bit of time to actually take care of myself. Um, and so, and I think they understand that they've, at least so far, they yeah. seem to be with the amount of time I take for myself. because I don't think I take a lot, but enough. And, um, and then doing this podcast, now they're seeing that I have a schedule where certain days and certain times I have work to do and I'm still here. I'm still at home. I, I have an office. This is my office and I'm still available. It's not like I'm gone, but at the same time, they understand there's certain hours where they're busy doing things that they have to do or they're playing and I'm busy taking care of this because I'm starting a business. And, um, you know, they get used to that. So they understand there's just kind of a schedule of events and, you know, they understand that there's going to be a time when I'm done here in my office that I come back in and I can pay attention to them and we can go places and do things. And I always make sure every single week I have one day that I shut off everything. I mostly don't touch my phone and I spend 24 hours just resting with my family. And it, it really separates the rest of the week and it gives me a recharge, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's good, it's good. Stella, tell me hobbies or passions of yourself that you don't mainstream? Oh, 
I don't know. I mean, a lot of people don't know, or a lot of people that used to know me didn't know that I was uh, an actress. Like I, I loved telling stories and I sing. Uh, actually, a lot more people don't know that I sing. Um, and I love it. I do, truly, I love singing. I just don't like people watching me. <laughs> I get nervous. I get stage fright. So like, I don't like people paying attention, like looking at me. Um, and so um, I would probably prefer to just like sing with, you know, in the dark or record myself and, or be, you know, like in a lounge singing in the dark and have the lights so that I can't see people because I don't, I get nervous and I, when they look at me, so I think that's probably something that I love to do. Um, and I do it, you know, at home. I love to sing. Um, but it's not something that I do for like work or anything. It's just something that I enjoy that I'm good at. So yeah. I do it as well. I do it as well. <laughs> and it's very nice because yeah. it's self-improvement. Right. And yeah. you don't have any teacher to tell you you're doing things right or wrong is just by by your hearing how you mm -hmm. tune up with your throat and you you come up with the uh pitch yeah <laughs> figuring yeah. out the pitch right and it's healing i find it healing as well um singing it's a way of of, of releasing energy in a good way So, for example, if I have no time to have these conversations with you, like we are having yeah. right in this moment, right. because, yes, uh, I can sing and it can be as healing as uh, talking with Stella. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. yes, for me, it's something that should be instructed in every school, in every school. Yeah, I think um, music, it can be a real amazing tool for people. It can be therapeutic for sure. I know my grandmother, she's 99 and she hums. So she's like singing to herself. So she hums when she's wandering around her house, you know, and I love it. it when I see her and I listen to her humming, I just think that's therapy to herself. It's healing to her own body and mind. And it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. It is. Stella, finally, um, how do you bring value to the world? <laughs> um, right now, I, yes. think, I think there's two things I'm doing. My hope is that um, by raising intelligent, respectable children, I will bring, you know, better people into the world, teach them, guide them to be better people. Um, and also this new venture with this podcast, I think, I think I'm getting a lot of good feedback and people are seeing that this is developing into something that is going to bring people some awesome experience and communication and community um, because I'm amplifying people's voices that, you know, we're in a small space and now I can connect 
all of these different people in different places all over the world and they're all in that same space and so now it's like a global I don't really like globalism but I love that there is now this global community of people who are all in their own small space doing this good thing trying to share their wisdom and you know be independent and have wellness in their lifestyle and sharing that with others as well. So, um, and learning from each other. I think that's so awesome to be able to learn from each other because then we are sharing our lives together. And I want that. That's the whole goal for me is to create real meaningful connection. Um, Cause we just, I feel like we are so starved of that. We need it. We are, we need to just re remember what it was because we had it at one point and we lost it or it was, it was taken from us. And now I think I'm taking it back. So, you know, totally, totally. Yeah. Yes. So Stella, this was a lovely uh, first contact <laughs> to meet you. And yeah. yes, I think we, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you again. <laughs> because yes i want to get to know more of you thank you i appreciate it i i enjoy talking to you as well and i would love to learn more about what you're doing and your purpose with this um because you know we're all in this together right yes so, so. tell me when and and i'm available to to yes be your awesome. guest <laughs> awesome. thank you appreciate it thank you stella How do I post it?